Welcome to the San Jose Hockey Now podcast. I'm Shang Peng, Editor-in-Chief of San Jose Hockey Now. You can also find my work at MEC Sharks and on Twitter at Shang underscore Peng. I'm Keegan McNally. You can find me on Twitter at halfwall underscore hockey at my website, half-wallhockey.com or at San Jose Hockey Now. Um, it's a good week this week. We've got uh, a couple of topics to talk about and an interview with Corey Massasak. Yeah, uh, Corey, of course, uh, you guys know him from his work uh, at the Athletic uh, with the Sharks over the last couple of years. Uh, he was moved on to cover the Cara Avalanche at the Denver Post. But he wrote a story uh, for the Athletic about Hasso Plotner that was never published. And I bought that story because I just thought it was an amazing story. And you can see it now at San Jose Hockey Now. So we talked to Corey all about that story. And we get his thoughts on the Sharks this year and the Sharks rebuild. Yeah, it was a great conversation with Corey. Uh, it was great to hear from him and his new job. And um, you guys should stick around for the interview. It's a, it's a great interview. Um, this week, we've got uh, a few topics. Um, Sharks finished the week with a win. So yeah, uh, jersey. I, he's wearing the, the, the teal. Yeah, yeah <laughs> might be a new, a new jersey for you to wear soon. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, it's uh, yeah, we'll talk about that as well. There's there's possible <laughs> uh, rumblings of a shark's um, new jersey. Yeah, um, they're not rumblings anymore. It's happening. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, more than rumblings. It's like an earthquake. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Logan Couture has returned from injury after mm. a, a prolonged absence. Um, and we'll have a little bit of discussion about uh, uh, his injury and, and what we hear from about uh, what was going on with Logan. Um, uh, a little bit about the jumbo retirement ceremony. Um, and, and then finally, we will we'll mention uh, the new jerseys that are coming out. So it's going to be a good episode. Um, I'm just happy that the Sharks finished with a win. It felt like exactly what they needed. I predicted this win. I'm you gonna did? take a little yeah. bit of credit. I uh, put it on Twitter that the Sharks were gonna win Fired up the boys, this game yeah. uh, a day before. I said that no matter what, the Sharks are winning this game. Couture's back, Sturm is back, Anaheim sucks. I just knew it was gonna happen. <laughs> Predictably, the Anaheim sucks, but they they got they ran out to a 13-2 shots lead in the first period. Yeah. I think maybe 19 to 4, uh yeah. middle of the second period. Uh we were doing mm-hmm. some math in the in, in the press box at a certain point, like halfway through the game, it was like, oh, the sharks are on track for Six shots tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sharks started slow. I will say that. But the third period, I think. Putting it was, kindly. Yeah. was was a complete period from the Sharks. And also, yeah. they started slow, but got like three goals, which is not something that the Sharks normally do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, their shooting percentage was looking pretty good uh, early yeah. on. Um, but uh, yeah, for, for sure, uh, it was a really fun night to be out there. The, mm-hmm. Those of you who uh, braved the, uh, I told it was heavy rains, but not torrential. Uh, I mm-hmm. was asking uh, uh, Curtis uh, Pashelka from the Mercury News. We sit next to each other, and uh, Curtis is from Canada. I don't think he minds me saying that. And uh, of course, he would know what torrential rain is up there. I'm uh, yeah. spent most of my life in California, in LA too, and so I wouldn't know what what torrential means. So I thought, well, it rained pretty hard yesterday, but is it torrential? That you know, I wanted mm. to. I, I mentioned the rains in my in the story that I wrote, and uh, he was like, no, it's not quite torrential. Uh, yeah, and I was like, okay, mm. well, <laughs> so heavy rains um, to come out to uh, to SAP Center. Um, it was a giveaway night too, but you were treated to a show. Uh, uh, you saw Louis Couture come back and great assists to Mark Edward Vlasic. Yeah. Um, oh and Mark God. Edward Vlasic 
Gossett goals are, are, are really cool. I'm really enjoying them. He's had two goals this year, and they've all been eminently entertaining. Uh, in Ottawa, mm-hmm. he, he beats Tim Stutzla up the ice, which is which is hilarious. And then here, um, he almost decapitates Logan Couture in his celebration. Uh, accidentally <laughs> uh, kind of hip checks him, body uh, yep. bodies him up in, in, in the end there. So so it, it's 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 all it's it's all fun. And of course, Tomas Hurdle was a big part of this game too. Uh, Tomas mm-hmm. short empty netter uh, that that uh, that uh, that finished the game off and uh, big assist uh, on, on Kyle Burrows, but just sort of a a throwback game, right? Uh, uh, so post game, the way it works post game is we ask who who for who we want, and of course that's been very tough this year because a lot of losses, right? You know, and uh, you know who are you? Are, you know, if after you lose seven to one, uh, you want to get different people, but are you going to get uh, are you going to get a random fourth liner after seven one loss? No, you got to get leadership, and uh, a lot of these kind of losses, right? And uh, so this year it's been a lot of uh, a lot of uh, 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 asking for a Tomas Hurdle, a lot of Mario Ferraro um, with an mm-hmm. absence of Logan Couture. So it was nice sure. to get a hurdle in a, in a, in a happy moment today, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, after a game uh, for once, but also too. Um, so three, the three guys we asked for wasn't just for sentimental reasons, was uh, Couture, Hurdle, and Vlasic. And coincidentally, um, the, the, the the three most tenured Sharks still with the team, I did the math, uh, 2,900 regular season games between those three all all with the sharks and not not even counting the playoff games and it was really mm-hmm. so it's really cool to have it was sort of like sort of a throwback throwback moment announced sellout i know it was in a real real sellout some people didn't show up because of the rain because of the niners game um but it was a giveaway night though so a lot of people did show up because they wanted a giveaway and uh so it was it was a good crowd and so it's sort of uh, not 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 a night that we're going to have a lot of, I think, over the next couple of years, just a throwback night. Sharks do well, sell out. And it's the it's the names that you're familiar with, your Couture, your Hurdle, yeah. um, your uh, uh, your Vlasics uh, uh, doing it, doing it uh, for you. Uh, actually, the next most tenure shark after those three is Kevin LeBanc, who didn't even play, and I don't know if he's going to be with the team next year. And then we mm-hmm. get to Mara Ferraro, who has never seen a playoff game. So, <laughs> so it's yeah. a big sort of between those three holdovers and the rest of the sharks. It's a big difference in sort of just uh, terms in terms of. Uh, uh, in terms of uh, uh, notoriety, so it was a it was a really feel good game, I guess. I guess you can say, uh, even though Anaheim is a team that you're competing with uh, for uh, Macklin Celebrini, um, mm. that's a game that let's say that this this team needed, and it's good to see Logan look pretty good. Obviously, anytime Tomas Hurdle does anything, um, this is a good thing because you're, he's keeping his trade value up uh, for the future, and also too, uh, yeah, you 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 don't want him to be uh, that anchor with his contract. You want him to to, to be all-star Tomas Hurdo. Fabian Zetterlin uh scoring a goal like like a like a fucking Beauty. boss, a tank. Yeah. Just uh, yeah. uh just uh Jackson Lacombe uh or Lacombe just bounced off him. So six two <laughs> six two defenseman yeah. just bounced off Fabian Zetterlin. So that that was that was that was a cool moment for uh for the future. And yeah so anyway it was it was a uh, it was uh, it was a nice night and we don't really need to talk too much about Chicago and Buffalo. <laughs> well, let's, let's just keep the keep the keep the vibes up uh the only yeah. thing that we'll say uh i will mention uh well yeah we'll we'll uh we'll talk we'll we'll, we'll jump topics here a little bit we are going to talk mm-hmm. about logan coming back in his injury but uh grant uh, mikhail Brown obviously left the left the chicago game and yeah. um he's going to be out for 
for a little bit, but I do get the sense that uh, I do know that they avoided the worst of it. Uh, I reported yeah. that uh, well, avoided surgery. And so um, there seems to be optimism that he can be back soon. And so we could see a full Sharks team soon. And actually something that David Quinn alluded to, because uh, yesterday against Anaheim actually started uh, Couture on the wing with Hurdle for some reason. Uh, I, I didn't quite understand it because right after the opening faceoff, uh, they went back to their, their normal lines. Uh, Hurdle mm-hmm. with um, Hoffman and Zetterlin and Couture with Eklund and Barabanov. Um, but Quinn said after the game uh, that that might be what they do in the future. Uh, if And I guess I assume it's Granlin coming back. And I guess they put Granlin on the wing and maybe they swing Couture in center and leave Sturm uh, three as your three C and Carpenter as your four C. That's not a bad lineup. I was thinking about. It. I not mean, the like, worst. It's not the worst, it, it, and it's something that um, uh, yes, the Sharks are bad this year. But I think a lot of us are just so conditioned to them being terrible that we don't realize how many man games they've missed from injury, from Couture and 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 everything, and Sturm, and so many different players being out for prolonged periods of time that like when the, the lineup is healthy and we said this in the very beginning, the forward group is not awful. Like it's well, okay. the centers at least, right? Yeah. The, the center. centers are. Yeah. 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 Like the, the wingers are still. Yeah. Not amazing. And there's not a superstar <laughs> and, among them. And I think the biggest problem is the defense, um, honestly, because the, and defense, the defense is, is a problem. Doesn't have enough guys who can, I think the, the biggest thing I would say, and we, t- we talked about this a little bit last week in terms of like um, how, how good did you think these sharks were going to be? And yeah. they just had, they just don't have anybody who can kill plays. I think that's the biggest part the puck moving. The two things, they don't have enough players who can kill plays uh, reliably. True. They have Ferraro, uh, maybe Emerson to some degree when, when, you know, when he's been in a lineup, which has been rare, right. And, but he's yeah. younger. So him Thrun, you know, there's good flashes, but it's not a consistent thing. Right. So the only guy that I look at who can consistently kill a play is Ferraro. Um, mm-hmm. There's nobody really reliable of moving the puck. Obviously, for all has shown some flashes, um, but there just isn't a lot of uh, there. So there's Benning, there isn't puck moving. Guy, there, but... Yeah, he's another Benning is a guy who can kill a play uh, from time to time. So he's not around. So um, so yeah. So that's that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. But up the middle though, if you look if you look just up the middle, <laughs> not bad. And the Sharks are healthy. You don't feel too bad about this team. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can even flex somebody like Couture or Granlin to the wing. Yeah. Eh, not bad. But uh, again, this is all like putting lipstick on a pig, as they say. It's like you're <laughs> you're trying to find a way to get a positive out of it. But it did feel good to have like a little bit of a throwback game. That's why I've got my Burns jersey on right now is that it, yeah. it feels like good time sharks, like winning hockey sharks for at least one period of the th- of, of against oh, the three, right? one yeah, of the yeah. worst teams in the league yeah yeah uh, yep, yep. <laughs> we're trying to find positives in these little moments but uh it's tough well, no. being uh <laughs> <laughs> reporter for the sharks uh was sitting next to uh to uh jd our our buddy from uh locked on sharks he also writes at San Jose hockey now he came to the game and we were just kind of joking that uh, look like the 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 sharks uh to keep their you want them in the driver's seat for the lottery for sure uh obviously that's no guarantee you'll get the number one pick but this draft it really seemed like at this point that celebrating has really separated himself from the pack that's the guy that that you want uh but anyway though um that all the sharks have to do is is actually just lose one out of every four games like win every one of every four which is kind of what they've done just now here uh they a lot uh, overtime lost chicago uh, lost in buffalo lost in ottawa right just do that like in that order and so to have none of those 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 
10 game losing streaks that just make you feel rotten. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. just so every just four games, every four. win one, every four games, feel good, lose the other three, keep the, and, and you're in perfect shape for, for, for the tank. Everyone's feeling good. Uh, uh, you're winning uh, at a, at a consistent enough clip. Yeah. Um, but you still end up with uh, with the with the with the with the uh, the worst record, and so yeah, so that's 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 uh, that that's, that's the, the what we're hoping for here. <laughs> that's the goal. That's here. the goal. <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't know if we have too much else to say about the Celebrini Bowl, but it um, I mean, Sharks. I call it the Macklin match. That's that's what the, the match. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Macklin because the match. last year, the last year the Bedard Bowl was perfect too. Yeah, literally, you know, but. Celebrini Bowl is just it's it, it's easy. So yeah, so I, I'm going with Celebrini the, Cup yeah. Championship. Yeah, that's a good know. one. Celebrini Cup is is good too. I like that. Yeah, um, needs to be alliterative for sure. Um, <laughs> but anyway, they they at least kept pace with that game. Uh, yeah. Allowed Chicago to uh, get a couple more. Or get can't even lose, more. right? Yeah, yeah, but whatever. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I think. Um, I don't know. I, honestly, like I don't want to be too optimistic, but I do think that they're. I think, and this is the bold prediction, I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to go on another 10-game losing streak this season. Okay, so you're predicting no Whoa. more double-digit <laughs> losing streaks. That is a bold prediction, and I'm going to... I am not, I am it, not going to... to Stick me to, to it. Uh, I, I'm not going to uh, to ride with you on that, so you're on oh, your really? own there, buddy. So. <laughs> you, think, you think there's a possibility they get another 10-game losing streak? I think yes. I think I think yes. it's possible. Um, yeah, right. the, the elements of this of this team again. Um, yep. It relies too much on the goaltending, um, and obviously, and yeah, no, I I I I would not I would not put it past this team. <laughs> All right, I'm uh, then we will lock in our bets right now. This is it. <laughs> Um, this is the high stakes gambling you've all been waiting for on your on your San Jose hockey now. Well, the Sharks have another double digit losing streak, right? And yeah. uh, just a small thing: if they do do have another one, I think that's going to put them with. Uh, I think there's well, it's got to be eleven games. That's that's what I've looked back. I haven't looked at ten exactly. Uh, my filters mm. are kind of uh, yeah, not not uh, not okay. not not good not good enough for that. Uh, but eleven games or or, or worse losing streak. There's uh, been only two teams that have done that three times in a season. And wow. it both happened the same season, coincidentally, when both teams were trying to tank for Alexander Day. That didn't work out, of course. Uh, the 1992-93 Ottawa Senators and, oh, and the 1992-93 San Jose Sharks. Um, they both had three 11 games or worse losing streaks. And so uh, we'll see. We'll see if the, the Sharks can uh, match some history there. So let's talk a little bit about um, Logan Couture's uh, injury and his return from injury. Um, it was a prolonged absence, and we missed him um, uh, dearly. Uh, let's talk, Shang. What do we know about his injury, and and what happened exactly? Uh, so how do you how do you, how do you pronounce pronounce? Well, first, uh, osteitis uh, pubis. Is the okay, answer. osteitis pubis. Okay, so uh, it's basically a. Uh, uh, euphemism, uh, the three, a deep groin issue. It's a mm-hmm. injury that affects uh, um, the kind of the groin, abdomen. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on any of these things. Uh, hip sure. area, uh, the, the the pubic area too, around around that area too, right? And anyway, um, uh, you, and you can you can confirm this. Uh, a couple months ago, I think in November, I got word that the injury was a deep groin issue. That's, that's what I was yep. told. And I, and I, I, I told you this, right. Yeah. Um, 
And you can confirm this, right? Because I yeah, don't of course. Get... No, no. Shang actually did. He, he um, Shang texted me that it was a his a source of his that it was a deep groin issue. And and yeah, the problem was is that the groin is a lot of muscles and a lot of right. structures. Right. What in the world is a deep groin issue? Well, it turns out apparently it's osteitis pubis is an answer is a uh, a way to say that, which is like an inflammation of the the uh, the bones, the tissues of the uh, of the pelvis. So. It's painful, it's chronic, and typically people need to have a, a prolonged period of time off or with treatment to actually get back right. to where they were before. So it makes sense. It all, all kind of fits. It's just it was, I don't know, it was kind of up in the air. It was something that didn't seem like, um, and, and rightly so, could, Logan's got his own, um, like it's his body and it's his, you know, he's got his own right to privacy. He didn't want to share it. And then now he is at the time. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah, now he's playing. He he, yeah. At, at, now he's playing. He, he's actually mm -hmm. the one who volunteered it uh, to us, uh, the morning of, uh, of the Anaheim mm -hmm. game. Um, but yeah, uh, so anyway, just, just, uh, uh, on, on my end. Uh, so I had this information and, and, and I, I kind of, I wanted to be a little more specific if I could be. And so I tried to dig on it a bit and it was not, yeah, this is definitely not something that, 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 uh, that, uh, just what that, 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 that people wanted out there kind of. And so, so mm -hmm. yeah, so I, I will say I was misdirected a couple of times. It was, it was, I, I, and, and I couldn't quite narrow down specifically what it was. Yeah. And I kind of, I kind of gave up on it too, just because I was working on other stuff. And also uh, Logan was already skating. And so it looked like he was on the way back. And so it didn't seem as relevant anymore to find out exactly what the injury was because he's going to be back in a couple of weeks or, or, or whatever. And so, and so I, I stopped, I stopped chasing that lead. Um, but anyway, though, yeah. So uh, it is just kind of funny though, that ended up being um exactly what you and i talked about in uh in november uh, but ho hopefully uh 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 this uh this recovery he uh, it's a it's a, it's a full recovery and there's no setbacks again uh, with uh, uh with his injury um yeah. of course uh, it's a different kind of groin injury but obviously we're all familiar with the setbacks that eric carlson had with his groin injury right um and so uh so so we'll see but uh logan looked uh pretty good uh, last night again um and this is a very like this is why you miss a guy like that to some degree right like he was out of gas his uh his pass to vlasic he said so himself he looked like it right i think it was the last shift of of uh of of, of, the, of his last shift of, of, of that period i believe i think he said that um um but anyway um uh, the last of the second period but anyway though in that one moment he is you know tired right dog tired whatever right uh yeah. but he has the touch to backhand a pass in a perfect place that Vlasic can skate into yeah and and you miss that skill on the sharks because honestly um a lot of a lot of other sharks at this point uh you give them that one moment that that pass isn't is isn't isn't where it needs to be and so so you missed that part of, of of it with logan and obviously all the other stuff too the two-way play and and uh, uh the hustle and all that kind of stuff yeah you miss that like confidence of a of a pro like logan where he's done this forever sure and that like has the ability to know in himself that he can make that pass and and there's not a lot of guys in the sharks that can do it so i yeah I uh, I missed him. It was cool seeing him on the ice again. It it felt I don't know felt renewed in some way. Like the Sharks were kind of a different team with him out there. So yeah, I I think we uh, we already mentioned this, but 
it's possible that maybe the Sharks have something going there if they, uh, <laughs> I mean, they did again get out, outshot a lot by the in the Anaheim game, but you know, I think there's there's at least hope uh, for maybe some more entertaining games this season than just like nine nothing blowouts. There's still going to be some blowouts. I'll be honest with you guys, but you know, um, like uh, there's uh, you know, we, if we separate a roster into like four different areas: uh, the centers, your wingers, your defense, and your goalies. If they can get the healthy up the middle, that's. Um, that might be like your second or third most important. Sure. Uh, and then, and then, and then the goaltending actually uh, has been pretty good this year. Um, mm. Lockwood and Kakin, they've had off games, but more or less though, I think they've been, they've, they've been very, very good. Uh, I, I think if he had, we talk about with Corey, actually we talk about, is this the worst Sharks team uh, ever? Um, um, I'm sorry, the worst uh, cap era team ever. We get Corey's opinion on that, but also too, we talked about the, the team last year and that the team had received this kind of goaltending that the game from Blackwood and Kakinen, um, they wouldn't have been in the, in the Bedard hunt. I think uh, they, they yeah. would have had, they wouldn't have been a playoff team, but they, they would, they would have been a, a, a much, better looking team on the ice in terms of results um obviously the the defense that's the one area that like they they won't be able to fix between now and and of course sort of the rest of the season but the and then the wingers that's the week that that's like your your other weakness right but it's i guess the overall point i was driving at is that the and we talk about this every week the centers really can uplift the wingers and, yep. and make make your wingers look just a little bit more confident and competent and, and all that stuff. And so it would be interesting to see when when the when the sharks get get healthy. Um, and I, I alluded to uh, what what Quinn said about putting Couture at wing, so that actually strengthens your your winger core. And then you have four centers, even if Sturm at your three C isn't like most ideal, he still can can do like he did last year. He can look. He can he, he can he can pass uh, as your three C and Carpenter is a is a pretty solidish four four C at the NHL level he's 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 okay and and then you have Hurdle and Granlin and so yeah so it definitely definitely gives gives the Sharks uh, uh, options there or you go really strong up the middle and and you mm-hmm. go um, uh, uh, Hurdle Granlin Couture uh, Sturm and Carpenter, you're drifting forward, or or you put him on, on the wing, right, uh, on on yeah. a bottom six. So yeah. And so from reading from uh, um about Couture's injury, it's great that he's come back, and um even if it does recur, it seems that and and Logan alluded to this that he didn't need surgery or that they opted not to go for surgical options. But if he does need surgery for this in the future, it players tend to do actually pretty well with that afterwards oh okay so that's your understanding of it that's not one of those like um it can it can like uh end his career kind of one of exactly there's certain like or really hamper his career okay there's certain surgeries that are kind of like the 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 death knell for for careers where they get them done because they have to because they're in chronic pain and and Mm -hmm. they try to come back there's certain hip surgeries that are like that Mm -hmm. um players like backstrom and and Mm. uh I think Ryan Kessler, um, but that's not what this is. This is a different, different kind of surgery. If he never needed it, and now hopefully with his maybe never needs a surgery, even maybe right? never yeah. needs it. Maybe like he's yeah. avoided it. But if it does come back, it seems like there are surgical options. So, um, and Couture is going to be, you know, he's got a he's got a long contract with the Sharks, so it's something to think about for for 
you know, management Logan himself. And he wanted to stay healthy and good be either because he can be part of the next good sharks team or exactly. you can trade him. So you he <laughs> so has to be I, good. either of those are, yeah. Yeah. Either way though, he has to be good. That's <laughs> yep. so, you can't have the, so, yeah. there, we already have a f- one. I won't, I won't say it just cause you know, he scored a goal, but we already have one pretty good anchor on the sharks. You can't have like two or three more on the sharks or else like it, it severely hampers any kind of moving forward in like the next two, three, four years. So I do like, I do like Wasik having, having good games though, because I, I do yeah. think that people were uh, a little quick to, you know, again, there's, I always say this, but there's a difference between not being a role class guy anymore, which, which, which Wasik isn't sure. anymore. Uh, and being a guy that's like completely unplayable, mm-hmm. like 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 he should be like on on the you know he he should he should not even be in the arena kind of right, and people treat him like he shouldn't be even be in the arena. And mm-hmm. I I will I will say that like there have been games this year times this year where I would call Mark Edward Vlasic unplayable, yeah. um, but not every game though. He's also had good games too. And sure. so his usage this year, kind of in and out of lineup, uh, has been I think uh about accurate you know so it's different though than the white people i think are very extreme about it it's just because they're mad about the contract and <laughs> mad about um his decline that oh this guy shouldn't even be here etc cetera, etc cetera. no like he is still a very very smart defenseman yeah as long as his feet are going and some nights it does seem like that the feet are better than other nights that he he still is usable out there and can still help you like 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 he has the last last couple of games and good. probably leads the sharks in goals the last uh, uh, defenseman goals in the last uh, <laughs> uh, six games or so so <laughs> yeah it's good to see um, but and and actually you know last year I think he had a pretty solid year overall this year yeah like he was he was okay severely. Uh, he- um, not as not as up to the stuff as the year prior so it was it Maybe has not got been, something. Uh, but it's not again. It's not like he shouldn't even be like in the arena, kind of. And that's that's yeah. where you, the the worst of uh, of online critics. And it's like, yeah, you know, just, uh, let's have some subtlety here. There's there's a you know there's a lot a lot of gray area here. So, yeah, maybe he's still got a little bit left in the tank. Hey, um, and um, again, there's no no reason for the Sharks to buy him out this summer because they don't need the cap space. So if he's around for a couple more years, then you got to hope that he still is when you use him, still is usable and doesn't uh, embarrass himself, embarrass the Sharks and whatnot, right? And so there's there's no there's no point in that. Um, and so yeah, so so you hope that he can kind of kind of uh, uh, as well as he can keep it up. Speaking of old dudes, jump up. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Jumbo is getting the the uh, often um, anticipated, uh, often speculated uh, jersey retirement ceremony next mm-hmm. next year. It's been finally announced by the the San Jose Sharks organization. Um, yeah, I actually don't know if they put a time frame on when it will be, but I wonder if it's going to be like related to you know the Boston game or oh, like sure. I mean, you, 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 you would, you would bet yeah. that. I mean, I, I mean, I, um, I, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Some people got, uh, were thinking it was going to be this year. Uh, mm-hmm. and for, for a while I, and I've, I put it out there too, um, uh, that wasn't going to happen this year. Um, sure. and it's not something it, unlike this, like Jersey, we're going to talk about soon. Uh, it's it definitely a, a retirement ceremony, Jersey retirement ceremony. They're not going to slip that in mid season. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that even the Jersey thing thing we'll talk about, but there's a reason why it's being slipped in so late. I, you know, something to do with Adidas and fan, Fanatics taking over next year and all that kind of stuff. Right? I bet that has something to do with it because that's the kind of thing that you do in the off season, try to get some buzz around it. It's it's kind of unusual to kind of slip something like that in. So they weren't going to do that with Jumbo. They weren't going to be like, oh yeah, a month from now we're going to retire Jumbo's jersey. Yeah, yeah, you need <laughs> get a, tickets, you, need you know. Yeah. yeah, and he deserves it. He deserves all all mm-hmm. all, all, all the hype. So uh, anyway, so yeah, I, I bet I bet the the the, the Boston game is um is, is one that they're they're looking at. Um, uh, yeah, the other thing that that came from it is I made a joke. The Sharks had a graphic uh, of uh, the beard, the silhouette of Jumbo's beard, yeah. number nineteen, and then a little bit of white. And I made a joke that hey, you can use the same graphic when you retire Brent Burns's jersey and just take the white <laughs> off. And I really got people uh, upset on Twitter for some reason, just because they're like, they're never going to retire Brent Burns' jersey, uh, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah. while while uh, Burns doesn't quite meet, uh, we can talk about it some other time. I don't want to spend too much time yeah. on it, but while Burns doesn't quite meet the standard of uh, Jumbo or or Marlowe for sure, Patty for sure, right? Yeah. Um, and there are guys who are missing from that they haven't retired that um, – you can argue can go ahead of uh, a Burns like Nabokov. I think is the conspicuous one that they haven't retired. Which actually, I would wouldn't surprise me if they got to it at some point. Um, but anyway, um, if if your bar is jumble, maybe Brent Burns doesn't quite meet that. But if your bar is uh, incredible impact on the Sharks, um, I think he leads the Sharks in all offensive categories for defensemen. Um, and sure. he was here for 11 years and he was a genuine superstar for the Sharks, uh, not just for the Sharks, but league wide, obviously, uh, in his kind of heyday in San Jose. Right. I don't know why you would rule it out is what I'm saying. It's not like I'm saying that they're going to retire, uh, Dan Boyle's Jersey. Dan Boyle obviously had an incredible career with the Sharks, but they're not going to retire him or, um, or Jason Demers Jersey or, or something like that. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know why you're so, so angry about that. I don't know why people are so so set off by that because I think it's mm-hmm. it's a reasonable conversation to have, um, whether or not Burns is uh, is a uh, uh, jersey retirement worthy. And actually, funny that you're wearing a Burns jersey. Um, Got the Burns you know, jersey on. Yep, I think the Bokov uh-huh. is in there. Uh, Pavelski uh, is going to be sure. in there too, right? But uh, I, you know, it's in. He's in a conversation. Is all I'm saying. So I don't know why 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 people were so so ticked off by that. So uh, I'm not saying like Santa's like put Santa's Santa's jersey up there or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think it, I guess the Sharks have like um they set the bar right. They've got like Joe Thornton, superstar Hall of Famer, uh, Patty Marlowe, most NHL games played ever. Sure, two Mister Shark types. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, do the do they go with that route of like you have to meet this bar, or mm-hmm. do they go with the like these are fan favorites, these are great, and you know like obviously Burns has won awards. He's you know yeah, he's, he's not just a Norris Trophy winning. He's yeah. a he's a superstar, of course. Um, but like, do you go with him? Do you go with him above like Pavs, who like doesn't win many awards? Maybe he won. I don't think he's won many individual awards at all. Um, and do you go with him, you know, both paths? Like, it's kind of tough. So I wonder what they will do in the future. And then uh, Navi, obviously, has also got a coaching career with the Sharks. So I think you're right. Maybe they will get to him eventually. Um, but Yeah, we'll, we'll he seems see. to be the one that, that um, especially at that position, too. Um, yeah. 
uh where yeah like like he's a guy who seems to be kind of kind of missing uh and he's also one of those synonymous with the sharks guys i know a lot of people have a lot of love for owen nolan but i even though he was sort of the first star the first legitimate star of the franchise uh that um that I don't think his uh, he just wasn't with the sharks for his peak wasn't just wasn't long enough with the sharks in yeah. in, in some ways right, um, and I don't think he had uh, uh, Burns's impact in terms of tour success right. Obviously, the sharks had a lot of uh, a lot of playoff success, a lot of wins with 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 Burns that uh, with yeah didn't quite happen with 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 Nolan. So I, don't, I think Nolan might be a little more sentimental. I mean, there's an argument for Nolan. I don't think you, you can rule out a guy like Nolan, but. Uh, I, I think that that leans a little more toward the sentimental. Um, but mm. anyway, I just saying it, it wasn't it wasn't it, it was it was just a joke. Number one and number two that <laughs> it wasn't a it wasn't anything wild. Again, I wasn't saying yeah. uh, retire Eric Carlson's jersey, even though True. I do think Eric Carlson should get a statue at SAP Center for how he kept the Sharks from uh, from the at the abyss last year, <laughs> as we saw this year, <laughs> how, how important he, he was last year. <laughs> this is true. But anyway, is, there is a an argument to make but also drug us away from Bedard. So you know what? No, I'm not happy. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm very excited for the Jumbo um, Jersey retirement ceremony. Like the Patty one made me feel so good. I, I remember watching that and just feeling like a lot of memories coming back about his play and just him with his family there. It, I just loved it. And him, and now it's going to be Jumbo with Patty there. And it's going to be excellent. I'm just going to remind you. They just got to space these things out uh, throughout yeah, this rebuild. A couple more years. Got to got to, yeah. got to distract the fans for a couple more years before the Sharks have I'm that a, fan. Uh, a consistently me. watchable <laughs> product. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Distract me. Make me feel good about, like, my, you know, my youth watching good Sharks teams. And then right. I will forget about the fact that I'm watching a horrible one <laughs> every night. <laughs> Anyway, it's it's so awesome. I'm I'm very excited. We all knew it was coming just that they announced it that they're it's on their radar for sure. Yeah, which is great. All right, last topic for today before we um before we get to the Corey interview, we have a new jersey ish mm-hmm. kind of. We have some mock-ups of a new jersey. Um, what do we uh, know about when this is coming? Why this is happening? <laughs> What's going on? Um, I you know uh. Again, I, I've been I, I've been working on on other stuff, uh, Granlin injury stuff, and obviously Logan's return. Um, so I, I haven't really paid too much of a, of, of a mind to it. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a jersey coming out. Uh, it's being snuck through end of the season. I would guess as something to do. I need to double check this, but uh, I would guess as something to do with the fact that uh, Adidas is uh, losing their their license and finance is taking over next year. So they have this Jersey. They just just want to get it out. Wow. Wow. The going's good. I guess that would be my, my guess on all it. And, uh, supposedly, uh, they're, uh, uh, most, yeah, there's a good chance that they're going to, they're going to sort of, uh, uh, release it in whole or, or give us a a full look at it on Thursday, the 25th. Uh, there's going to be a state of the sharks, uh, um, uh, state of the union, uh, with, uh, Jonathan Becker and Mike Greer. So, um, like we we're saying with Joe with Jumbo, uh, distract them, <laughs> distract yeah. them from, from from what's going on the ice. So uh, so good a uh, good good PR move uh, uh, for 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 everybody there. So um, instead of uh, angry questions about about uh, the the uh, team that is uh, on the way to the the worst record uh, in the worst points percentage in the cap era. Um, show them in New Jersey. So <laughs> little there razzle dazzle there. So I like. I'm it. just. I'm I- just 
I'm just I being like cynical. It. I'm just being cynical. So yeah. So <laughs> I like it. I I think we talked about this a minute ago. It it has a little too many stripes. It's too busy. I, I'm not a big yeah. fan of it. I I, I thought erroneously. Um, I thought that that uh, it was uh, going to be a new stealth. Initial kind of uh, leaks and reporting suggested that it might be a, it might be like a stealth. And I liked the stealth actually. Um, I don't know if everybody liked it because I know the Sharks record wasn't great in it, but I liked the stealth. And um, anyway, it's not the stealth um, unless uh, I mentioned this in the story. Unless stealthy means uh, thirty alternating black, teal, and white stripes on the side. If that's if that's considered stealthy, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, I don't think it's a stealth. Um, but so I, I I like more of idea of a refresh stealth myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, this looks a little bit busy to me, but we'll see when you know mockups are different. Right now, I think that's all we've seen is uh, sort of mockups. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, I, I have seen uh, there uh, one day uh, a couple days ago, Jordan Hurdle walked in. They were wearing the socks, and the socks look pretty clean. The socks aren't like super stripy and stuff. <laughs> nice. <laughs> they don't. They, the the socks uh, the socks don't look like a barbershop poles. Um, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I but like any, the the, the new like logo, okay. like the logo at least. I like the. I fact don't that like it's the logo a, that much. I don't know. Logo. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Wanted something. I don't know. I gotta see it in person. I gotta see it in person. I guess, but um, but uh, yeah. Uh, We need to get a a full full view. Maybe they take off one or two stripes and then we're all set. (laughs) Well, they're not going. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) think it's a little too late for that. (laughs) Maybe maybe fanatics will take off a stripe or two. So yeah, but um, you know, you're right. Distract the fans. Give them something to to look forward to. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's their plan, but but uh, it, hey, you know what? It makes sense. Look, I I worked in marketing uh, before this. So I'm not even criticizing. I'm not even hating. So so yeah, uh, it, may, wonder, it, makes, like, it makes perfect it, sense. So wouldn't they? If this is really this whole like Adidas fanatics thing, is this just literally for now until the end of the year? They're never going to see this jersey again. Is that is that it? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the the way that they kind of introduced this, like just shoveled it into the season, because again, this is unusual, right? Uh, this is something mm-hmm. that uh, oftentimes you'll, you you want to make a big ado of it. You don't try to sneak it in uh, like like it's a trade deadline deal, like a like yeah. like a under the radar trade deadline deal. No. <laughs> you don't you don't do that with jerseys, uh, and so um, I guess I guess there is stuff to get to the bottom of that, that I just haven't bothered mm-hmm. with. Yeah, because. Uh, the last time the Sharks had a big jersey thing was uh, over the summer and their new jerseys, right? And it was it was preseason, so I had a lot. Of, it wasn't actually it wasn't even training camp yet, so I had a lot of time to 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 uh, to 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 kind of dig on that and and work on that. So I yeah. I, uh, I I have not, and so but that is interesting, kind of yeah, the timing of it all. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, actually, I am interested in in that. I would like to hear the the official explanation for for why they're they're kind of. Uh, um, uh, shoving, shoving this in, and will we ever see it again? <laughs> Should be obviously your number one question for Mike Greer and and Jonathan Becher is um at the state of the Sharks is why you know. Well, <laughs> just kidding. After a season ticket holder, so I, I am not a season mm. ticket holder. Uh, but yes, okay. it should it should be my my first question. We'll get uh, Mike uh, All Star available. He will have All Star availability, so that's coming up. So um, I, I believe you will. At least that's usually that's usually how how that goes. Um, but anyway, yeah, that'll be my first question. Actually, exactly what they want. I'm going to ask him about the jerseys, the timing, uh, repairing Jumbo's jersey. And by the time I'm done with my questions, I they'll they'll be at the he'll be out the door, and not one question about the Sharks. Uh, yeah. Two fifty. Probably what he 
percentage. <laughs> Probably what he wants. You know, you don't have to ask anything about the the roster or the coaching or the anything. Just the record, none of it. It's just only about the jerseys and how much we love Jumbo. <laughs> love but We're pretty yeah, I don't know. Today. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about the jerseys though. Yeah, I, I'm part of, that's part of my cynicism too. I just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not digging all, all these, all these stripes. So that's just, that's just me yeah. on just looking at the, the, the sort of the, I guess the, the, I don't know, the, the conceptual art. I think, I guess that's what uh, credit uh, aesthetics. Uh, they, 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 they broke it, and so uh, they broke the story. And uh, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not loving it myself, but you know, mm-hmm. you know, who, who, who cares, who cares what I think yesterday, the sharks had their, uh, uh they called the low shirt giveaway. And I, I, I turned to JD. I'm like, who the fuck's going to wear that? They're, they're so ugly. <laughs> and, and JD says to me, and JD is, a, is a fan. Uh, and he's not, you know, he's not ashamed of it. JD, JD's like, I would wear that. Of course. <laughs> and so, and JD was like, yeah, I'm, I'm just one. I, I didn't get one uh, here, you know, being up here in the press box. And sometimes so the what, what, do, what, do, a, what do I know? Yeah, what do yeah, I know? Right? Sometimes yeah. the weirdness, the ugliness of a thing makes you want to wear it more. And I did. I was a little bit shocked when I saw Randy in a, in a low shirt on the broadcast. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I looked at Tom. Tom was right after the game. And I was looking at it. I was like, what would be the point of wearing this? You like 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 you wouldn't wear this to Hawaii, you know, <laughs> yeah, if you know, like, I don't know like, if you were to a beach, like why would you wear like a regular flowery Hawaiian shirt instead of this like weird, like to me, it's just yeah. a very strange shirt. I, I just don't, Again, like, we don't wanna, like, yeah. We don't want to disparage whoever made it. I'm sure they put a lot of effort into Look, it and it is cool. The, but, the point yeah. is that they the, every ticket was distributed or sold. I mean, you know, with the not not everybody was there, but still, it was a good it was a good it was a good uh, crowd. I don't know, fourteen thousand. If I was to guess, uh, uh, the sort of the what what's that game? Uh, the 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 marbles in a jar. <laughs> Sure. How many yeah, marbles yeah. in a jelly jar or whatever. or whatever? Yeah, how many jelly beans? Sorry, how many jelly beans in a jar? Uh, so I it was, a, I think, a pretty decent crowd for uh, for yeah. the other things going on. A bad team, bad weather, and the Niners playing. But um, so I, I was wrong. So I, I saw. So I don't. I don't. Sure. I don't want. I don't want. Mar- I don't want their marketing. I, I, I worked in marketing, so I have some understanding of it. Um, if it worked, it and worked. Now, I, I know nothing. Now, I'm not. I'm not the target audience. I'm not a fan, but. I would never we wear know, that. Now. Um, we know what to buy JD for Christmas, right? Oh, now we've yes. got a, yeah. we've got a Christmas gift now for JD. Bam! If he listens yeah. to this ugly part ass, of the podcast. ugly ass shirt, yeah, <laughs> the Aloha shirt. <laughs> um, which you know what? We're gonna do it. We're gonna find a way. Yeah, and it's not it's not a branded thing too. Like I like their scarf from last year, the uh, the the seals, the reverse retro scarf. That was nice, uh, nice looking at least. Uh, it's not. Sure. Uh, the utility isn't great. It's very thin, but, but but it's a very it's a very nice looking scarf though. Um, and so yeah, so I'm not I'm not just I'm not I'm not just uh, 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 killing the giveaways. It just I looked at that and just I I don't know I I, I would not. But again, I'm not I'm not a fan. I'm not a target audience. So so yeah. I'll, I'll stop I'll stop talking about it. And it was a, it was a success. It was a successful giveaway. And so that's what matters. And so yeah, yeah. And sharks won. So. It was a success all around. Anyway, um, you know, we don't got a lot of other things to talk about this week. There nope. wasn't a lot of news. I think. No, we have a great interview with Corey. Just, so, yeah. Yeah. Let's get. Yeah, I think get, we should get. just go right into the interview. And um, next week, we'll um, 
have plenty to talk about, I'm sure, with um, just how hopefully Logan returns to form and see how he does this week. So yeah, uh, that's right, see. Logan. You got you got five days, six days to get get your ass in gear. <laughs> we got this, man. <laughs> Better it be takes. at your best game in in a week. So <laughs> or yeah, Keegan's gonna really. gonna 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 rip off his Sharks jersey. Not not. We're gonna not, break not down the getting. tape and every single shift of Logan Couture's over the next week. No, I'm kidding, Logan. Hopefully oh well, I got I, I gotta end fine. with this here. I gotta you, you're you're a fan. Would you wear that that who that Aloha shirt? Should I get that for you for Christmas? No. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I just it wasn't for me. Like and I and I it wasn't for me. I probably wouldn't. It reminds me of something that like my mom would have bought me as like a twelve year old boy. It's like yeah. a here's your Hawaiian shirt kind of thing. Yeah, um, you love the sharks. Here's your Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, but you, I you can go, wear it to um, school now. <laughs> yeah, so. And you know, I'm a 12 year old boy at heart, so maybe I would wear it, but probably not. <laughs> Put me on the spot now, you're questioning my fandom anyway. No, it's not, JD, it's not a fandom thing. I'm actually, I'm actually uh testing your aesthetic taste and uh mm. and, and how much I respect you, actually, it was. So, as, a, as a person, so and, and your taste. So. <laughs> we do have to get one for JD though, it's on my Christmas yes. list for JD, yes, yes, yes. I'll bring it to him at the draft, which is going to be fun. <laughs> we'll right, make him wear it, uh, wear it at the draft. <laughs> oh, that's a better idea. Oh man, I'm going to Inter- buy him Inter- one. Interview Macklin Celebrini wearing the the Sharks Aloha shirt. <laughs> now the true reporting is you have to find out what size JD is without like asking him directly, and so I can buy him the right size one. And then or even better, we'll buy JD one and we'll buy one for Macklin Celebrini, so we can present Macklin Celebrini with an Aloha shirt. <laughs> Uh, he he's gonna cut or go TA us and immediately not want to be with the sharks. He's just gonna go and... no more. <laughs> Can I get traded immediately? Yeah, that's it. Anyway, let's uh let's say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, y'all. We have a special guest today. You guys know him from his coverage of the San Jose Sharks on the Athletic, Corey Massasak. Right now he's with the Denver Post covering the Carl Avalanche. But today at San Jose Hockey Now, we published his last ever shark story. He read a, a great story about Hassel Plotner. Uh, I actually want to give a little intro to this story. Uh, if you haven't read it yet, you got to check it out. But uh, anyway, um, so last year, Corey and I, we went to uh, Berlin and we went to Prague to cover the Sharks when they started the season there. And I think there was one day that uh, Corey just wasn't around in, in Germany. I was like, oh, I wonder what he's doing. And uh, a little while later, I find out that He's in Potsdam, where Hassel Plotner lives, trying to get that elusive interview, hoping for that elusive interview uh, with Hassel Plotner. I thought, damn, that's some fucking good journalism right there. I wish I had thought of that to to, uh, to go out there. So I wanted to give him props for that. And I'm so happy and proud that uh, I could publish uh, the story. So anyway, welcome, Corey. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. <clears throat> I apologize for the uh, whatever that is. It's, this is uh, day nine of a road trip through toronto montreal boston and philadelphia similar to the one that shang just did and mm-hmm. it's been a lot of snow and a lot of coughing so i apologize mm-hmm. for that <laughs> yeah no worries I, I i'm on the road too as you can see that background is a uh, lax i wanted to give you guys a nice uh, nice scenery as you're watching uh, today's uh, podcast but uh Corey, Corey, first i wanted to ask you just sort of the the genesis uh of of this story um this uh the search for hasso plotner yeah, so um, 
you know, this was actually the second time I've been able to go to Europe or that I had been able to go to Europe for the athletic, but you, both times it's like, um, <clears throat> you really have to have a good reason to go. Right. Like, I mean, obviously they're, the travel <laughs> funds are limited and all that. So, um, you know, that was sort of like the, one of the big, <clears throat> again, sorry about that. Um, one of the big pitches was, um, obviously, you know, Tomas Hurdle was going home to his hometown, but, uh, like there's been a lot of, a lot of written about Tomas Hurdle and like his love of Yarmer Yager, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but there hasn't been that many stories really about Paso other than just sort of the surface level stuff. So it was like, well, let's, you know, let's go over a couple days early and, um, just kind of go see what we can find basically that, you know, like, this is like, <clears throat> as it turns out, I mean, his kind of his profile in, in Germany is very similar to the one in San Jose, like his, his money is everywhere, but his name is not. And, and so like, he's sort of a mysterious figure there too. So, but um, <clears throat> it was, uh, yeah, so it was a good, uh, it was a good couple of days of, uh, you know, going from Berlin over to Potsdam and, uh, I learned a whole lot about uh, art that I did not know before because Hasso is a big <laughs> art guy. I learned way more about the German Democratic Republic. That was probably the most fascinating stuff to me personally, just like um, <clears throat> sort of digging into what happened uh, during reunification of Germany and like how the post, like basically since the Berlin Wall fell, like what has happened to the German Democratic Republic. Um, that was probably the most fascinating part for me for sure. But they'd all kind of... <clears throat> ties together with Hasso. Like he just, um, I feel like there were some things like that I learned about him as a person that sort of apply to his time as the owner of the sharks too, while I was there. Yeah. And Hasso is such a, a figure yeah. of, uh, of mystery, a speculation among sharks fans because never see him. Uh, we see his money on ice and his money on ice, uh, was for a long time doing pretty well, obviously, uh, not so well, uh, recently, uh, but he's such a such such an interesting figure, and so um, you know, without I guess giving away the whole piece, what did you learn about Hasso? Um, I never actually got to talk to Hasso here, as we none of us none of us have in Sharks Media for a really really long time. I remember just myself. I I remember seeing him in a in a, uh, in the 2019 playoffs in the locker room. I don't know after which which win, uh, but it was my first year covering the Sharks, so I didn't have sort of the 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 gonads just be like, hey, what's up, Hasso? <laughs> and also so quick too i remember, just remember he was just was like a fan he just walked in and out so it wasn't like one of those things where he just was standing there too he just sort of like flitted in and out so so i would have had yeah, to have walked in like he owned hello. it technically. yeah ex exactly walked in yeah. like he owned it. <laughs> <laughs> but what did yeah. you learn about hasso and just uh what uh if, if any have your interactions been with him and they're just seeing him around i mean or anything like that yeah no so um i mean to me the <clears throat> i <clears throat> sorry uh i i wanted to i was hoping that he was going to come to the game in berlin right and i had been sort of talking to the, the team about it and like i to me the fact that he didn't well someone told me he was at the game and then whenever <laughs> we were talking to mike greer later they, they, i mean mike made it seem pretty clear that he was not at the game but i know that his daughter was at the game uh she was sitting with with, with the sharks uh people in in their suite but just like to me just the idea that like on game day in his hometown, the Sharks organization, like his people with the Sharks didn't know if he was going to show up at the game or not, was kind of a good, like an encapsulation of, of Hasso, the, mysteri the mysterious sure. figure. Um, or what I it mean, tell you, oh, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, they, I, I think there was, it seemed like they were pretty genuine and they were like, he might show up. He might not. We don't, we're not really sure. Um, so I, um, 
you know, like it's interesting. Like to me, the the, the most fascinating thing about Hasso is that, like you're you're right. Basically, from the, the minute he owned the team until 2019, he was. I don't. I mean, if you if you did like a approval rating for with fans, I don't see how Hasso could have been any higher. And he was just like everything that people say about Jeff Vinnick in Tampa Bay is what people used to say about Hasso. Like he's the perfect owner. He will write any check that you need. He he will anything that you need to get it gain a competitive advantage. He will do. Um, and he just doesn't want to be in the limelight. He doesn't want to meddle. So, but then one thing when the worm turned and over the we've gone through the past few years of. Are they going to rebuild? Are they not going to rebuild everything, et cetera? You know, it's been a different story. But um, <clears throat> I think the the most, I don't know. I mean, like one of the most, like kind of like the common threads through everybody that I talked, like I talked to people at, um, he owns two different art museums in in Potsdam. So I went to both of them and talked to his employees there. I talked to a couple of his neighbors um, at, at his house or near his house. Um and like, I mean, the, the neighbors were just kind of like, oh yeah, you know, he seems like a nice guy, but I don't really know him, which fits the bill. Uh, and then, um, but the employees were, were, and it's kind of the same thing with people that you talk to from the sharks. Like they all, like if I, if I had set out for the story to try to find a bad word for him, I would have failed. Like he just, everybody that works for him uh, thinks he's a, like a genuinely good person. Um, and it does, it does seem like throughout everything that I learned and all the different research that I did of him, like it was kind of almost like, man, he, there aren't that many people who are like billionaires and own sports teams who people just love them. Like they're like, usually those are like kind of like, you know, I feel like most sports teams are like, well, you know, we don't really love our owner or we don't love him as a person, but we love that he, you know, writes the checks. Whereas I feel like Hasso was like a pretty good person, um, which I mean, to me, if I was a fan of the team, I would like, uh, but also like, I understand that fans are like frustrated by all the losing recently. So. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. But uh, uh, I think uh, one of the one of the striking things from the piece too, uh, to kind of uh, 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 go away from just uh, what you learned about uh, Hasso, and again, all, all these conversations or a lot of these conversations you had with people that know Hasso are in the story. But something else he says in the story, and actually to give some of the genesis of the story too, that this story was supposed to come out last season. If you read it, you can kind of tell that that's. That's sort of uh, along the way of uh, when it should have come out. Uh, but Corey updated recently, too. Uh, but one of the things that uh, Jonathan Becker says, President Jonathan Becker of the Sharks, says that Hassel has the love of Russian wingers. <laughs> when, when he tells you that, and this is back last year, when he tells you that, uh, of course, what do you think? You think uh, Matt Bay Mitchkoff immediately, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, honestly, there was – this story was going to run – it was going to run right before the draft. Um, and so there was, like, a mm. part in there about um, – you know, just like who were they going to pick with the with the with the number four pick, and uh, yeah, that that was you know it was it, it was interesting the way that kind of the way that he talked about how um, you know look like Hasso like he fell in love with hockey because of he really liked the old rush the old Soviet team and the way that they played, and then he oh, he fell okay. in love with the Sharks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he fell he fell in love with the Sharks because the Sharks had a couple of those players. He was just like I think yeah I think the story goes that he was just in California. And he like saw the Sharks game or saw a game on TV and like recognized the players that he knew from the Soviet team uh, in the early nineties. Mm. And so, yeah. And, and, yeah, so, and so Becker said, Petra, yeah. 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 And so Becker said like, you know, he watches those guys. He, he, you know, he took an interest in Alexander Barabanov before the Sharks had traded for him. And so, mm. yeah, you like start to connect the dots. You're like, well, that's an interesting, um, if there's one <laughs> team up here in the top six or seven that might take a risk on, 
this guy, this like again, the mystery man of last year's draft. It was, it was, uh, it it was Michkov. But um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, uh, that part, that part, yeah, just all of that stuff was interesting. Honestly, just the way that he, like, to me, the the one, my biggest takeaway from this, for from like a Sharks fan perspective, was like he had this like grand plan in Potsdam that he was gonna like build all this stuff, and the citizens of Potsdam were kind of like, no, wait, we don't don't tear down our old thing. We want it. Um, and he said, yeah, okay, let's do that. And so like, he kind of like listened to his, you know, he, like, he's, he's not an irrational, irreason- uh, unreasonable person, basically. Like he listened to the people that live in this town that he owns half of at this point, practically. And, um, yeah. And so yeah. One of the okay, things, but, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, so the, and then the, the end result of that was this really, really cool art museum that I, that I got to go to that had just opened, uh, like two weeks before we got there in Germany and like people there were like so happy that they have this that's like the the building is kind of a, an ode to the old german democratic republic and then all the art inside is also mm-hmm. gdr art so um yeah that part that was definitely like a pretty cool thing to see well anyway it's an awesome way, story so i'm being a little okay. quiet oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> well, it's only, only only me then. I'm the only one outside too. So <laughs> anyway, though, um, it's a it's a terrific story. Um, it's a four a four thousand words, um, but it's a it's a wonderful four thousand words. It's just it, I think uh, you know when I when I read it, it it, it gives me a, a good sense of I guess the hustle that that I've suspected over the years, and I've never spoken with him like I said. Um, but, you know, things like um, how he wants to keep the Sharks at SAP Center, at least in that in that building. Right. And that goes back to and I, I don't know if I've heard this around from other people or or I just I just uh, I connected the dots myself. But that, you know, and you mentioned the story that he's European and and. In Europe, um, you're. Uh, uh, arenas buildings you don't just move them out of them after 20 years you you mm-hmm. use them and you you retrofit them and you modernize them and that sort of thing right and so that's that's hustle's approach and so that's why um when we talk about the sharks and the, the common thing with american or north american owners oh they got to move out of sap center they need a brand new brand new building there's never any real serious talk of that with hustle because it's hustle and that's his attitude and i think that's that's a very refreshing attitude uh, for uh, for obviously a sports owner in North America, other part of it too is just that how competitive he is and how much he loves the Sharks, even though you don't see him around. And sure, he can be around a little bit more <laughs> in terms of uh, for us for media. Um, I've I've told that to uh, PR before. I'm sure you've said the same thing that hey, we don't need him every year. We don't need him to be Mark Cuban. He doesn't he doesn't be all over Twitter, but like. Maybe every couple of years, especially where the Sharks are going right now, you might want to say something to the fans. Use mm-hmm. us as a conduit for that. Yeah, just just a thought. Um, but anyway, though, it's a, it's it's a great story. But uh, in our limited time with, with Corey here, though, um, I, I wanted to to touch on a couple uh, more things now, just because I know that everybody uh, watching, listening, they all loved your work uh, with the uh, with that. And they're curious what you think about the, the Sharks. And my first question for you is, um, and you've seen the Sharks a little bit this year with the Avs. They've gone to Denver a couple of times. Is this the worst angel team that you've seen in the cap era? <laughs> um, I don't know. Mm, I don't think it is. I'm trying to, I'm trying to yeah. think of when. Um, I mean, the funny thing is, is that I, I'm, I'm sure the team that, depending on how the season goes or continues to go, like the team that they're going to get compared to is um, 
the one at the abs had a team that finished with 48 points um, oh sure that, yeah you know so like that was the that, that was near the bottom there i really don't though i think um i mean it, it okay it, it might be it might be like before the trade deadline but there have definitely been like i'm thinking the Connor mcdavid year especially like mm. buffalo and arizona had stripped down yeah. to the point where they weren't i mean they're you know we there, there's always this these jokes like you know could Alabama or Georgia beat the worst NFL team or whatever? Yeah. And like, I think in that year, you probably could have put together a pretty decent AHL team that could hang with, with the Sabres. Or just the or, Alabama football team. Yeah, or, the, or the Alabama football team might have been able to beat that Sabres team. Um, look, you know, no, I mean, I think the Sharks, the difference with the Sharks is like, um, you know, they haven't had Logan, you know, like I was actually, I was actually just talking to a couple people from Colorado um, the other day about Logan and just how like, you know, I mean, Eric Carlson got so much publicity last year, rightfully so. I mean, he was amazing. Mm-hmm. But, like, Logan had a really, really, really good year last year. Like, a kind of like a, a back-the-clock year for him, too. And mm-hmm. it just kind of didn't really make it out into the world, really. Like, San Jose people saw it, but, like, you know, nobody in Denver or Philadelphia was like, oh, man, Logan Couture is having a great year this year. So, I, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying that they would have they would be, you know, 10th in the West right now if they had Logan, but they would not be as terrible if they, they played up there. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I think they're, you know, it, it is funny. Like I think of, I think back to like, you know, literally from the day that I started in San Jose until the day that I left, it was, you know, oh, the, the phrase that I'm going to remember from my time in San Jose is R words, right? Like that's the, the yeah. everybody uses this phrase, like which R word are we going <laughs> to use to talk about the sharks today? And so it is actually funny. I, whenever I, whenever I talked to Jonathan a couple weeks ago for the, or last week, I guess for this, that's a kind of a refresh for the story. Um, I just, I commented on how different it is now. Like, I mean, they, they, for a long time, they said they weren't going to do it. They said they weren't going to do it. And they've kind of, whether they wanted to or not, it's, it's kind of happened. Right. And so I do think that like, you know, basically from, if you, if you, if you told me like what this 2030 looked like for the sharks, the day before they hired Mike Greer versus now, I think 2030 looks a lot better. It's just that, you know, 2024 is, uh, maybe even worse than anybody thought. You know, actually, you, you bring up a question that uh, I, I've been uh, uh, pondering and, and I'm going to work on a, a, at some point. But I think it's an interesting question, though. Um, during the GM search, the assumption was that the Sharks would stay away from the the, the, the worst R word of them all, that rebuild word, right? There are stories about uh, uh, GMs not wanting to, to – to, or a potential GMs not even wanting to be interviewed or be – or not wanting the job because they wanted to avoid uh, sort of Hasso's uh, uh, direction kind of, right? That kind of that that win uh, philosophy that, that made them kind of re-sign Thomas Hurdle to some degree. And I do believe that uh, Bob Bugner had sort of that mandate too, uh, to a greater degree than David Quinn does, uh, just for example. Um, but anyway, um, but what Mike has done though, it has not... <clears throat> been has not been that obviously though i'm just from from the start right from the brent burns trade but brent brent wanted out a bit though so that's that's a slightly different thing but the timo meyer trade which was totally the, the shark's choice um just to accrue assets there and uh and that that's a domino that leads to eric carlson trade because if you keep timo maybe you can you can convince eric to stay maybe um uh, but you know they didn't even bother with that uh, for good reason but so my my question to you is do you have any guess of how Mike, I don't know, I want to say the word convinced, but, you know, how Hasso changed, shifted his, his mindset a little bit um, in terms of, uh, in terms of that R word. Yeah, I think, you know, I, 
I've kind of thought all along that everything about this, like even even the team's like kind of steadfast refusal to use the word rebuilding has always been mm-hmm. kind of like just a certain brand of messaging. Like like even like every time I've talked to um to Jonathan or uh, you know anybody else with the Sharks who's not like in front of a camera speaking directly to us or to the fans, it's been well, you know, if if you if you define rebuild as losing on purpose to get a better draft pick, we're never going to do that. And so like that's true. Like but I mean, teams very. I mean, the, it's 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 almost like kind of like moving the goalposts a little bit. Like teams very very rarely yeah. make it clear that they are going to lose. No one's trying to lose on purpose. But you can construct. Yeah, a and let me add too. On top of that, none of us have ever asked that question in that way. In the yeah, media, we've never right. asked them like, right. "Hey, <laughs> why are you why are you playing Logan Couture? Why aren't you scratching him? You need to lose some games." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally right. Like, there's not nearly way. as much. <laughs> It's 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 that that kind of like hey we're gonna rest our starters tonight or whatever like that's way more prevalent in the NBA and, and way more accepted like culturally yeah. in the NBA. Um, so I do think that like, um, look, I I think part of the way that Mike Greer convinced the them to give him the job and to and kind of sold him on their sold them on his fu- vision of the future was that he said look we're not you know we don't need to lose games on purpose to get where we want to go. But also like, if you look at this, you know, just look at the cap friendly page right now, like this isn't a sustainable, like there, there, there was, they basically like, I, I think everybody there, even before, before Mike got there that last year before Mike was kind of like, a, okay, we're going to give these guys one more shot, one more shot because the year before the year before they had been like, okay, for like half the season. Right. And then it kind of fell apart the second half of the season. We're going to give this, we're going to give this core one more shot. And also by the way, like not for nothing, like uh, these contracts that are kind of hard to move right now, we'll, we'll, we'll knock any more, one more year off of them. Um, And so I do think that it was kind of like a, like they weren't given how long some of these contracts were, they weren't, they weren't going to be able to do like a, like a turnkey rebuild like the Rangers did, right? Like the Rangers traded three or four really good players that were at the end of their contracts. There was no, like the Sharks could have come out and said, we're rebuilding on like January 1st, 2022. And they would not have amassed three or four first round picks and all the well, other stuff. Well, the one, the one, the one uh, situation though, that is contrary to that. And it's sort of the, the I don't know, it's a, a Rubicon moment or whatever, right? But when they re-signed Tomas Hurdle, yeah, 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 that's, um, yeah. that's the one where they could have <laughs> traded him for uh, yeah. A first round sure. pick or two first round picks or 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 something. And that's where where you wonder like, okay, they're trying to extend this further. And that that was of course under Joe Will, who was under Doug yeah. Wilson and extension of that. I know the Wilson era they loved, and Thomas Riddle is a great player, great leader, all that stuff, right? And I know that the Wilson uh, regime they loved him and they saw him in the vein of being their maybe their next Joe Bavelsi, their next Logan Couture, and what he may end up being that uh, eventually. But um, but. But that was that was the one where it's like, okay, well, if you're gonna do that, I mean, it's a very questionable move for a lot of reasons. But okay, then that's what you're doing. But then it seemed it at least from the outside. If you're looking at the outside, though, a year later they kind of reverse on on Timo Meyer, right? A guy who's yeah. younger and arguably better than Thomas Schert. I'm like, nope. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you you can go out the door. No, that was I remember. I remember like you and I talking about that uh, before in like the weeks leading up to the hurdle thing, and I think. I think I had probably said a couple times, like to me, the idea was you're, you're, it's either both or none, right? Like you either, yeah. you, you may, I, like, I thought they kind of had to make a decision on Timo 
when they made the decision on hurdle. Yeah. Like it, it was exactly. like, you know, you're, you're, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I look, I, that one is a weird one. And I do think that like, I'm guessing that years from now, we, everybody will look back on that and people from the sharks will look back on it and say, well, you know, it was the weird deal with Doug being away from the team and Joe was running the team, but how much mm -hmm. input was Doug having and how much input was Hasso having. And so like, it was like a com confluence of events that didn't really uh, line up with um, what came next. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm not saying that they necessarily would want to do over on that, but like, it just, it's just what happened. And then Mike came in and was like, okay, look, we're, you know, if maybe, maybe that might be the, that might be the sort of the inflection point where Mike came in and said, look, we, we can't, yeah. we can't keep that doing point. This. You've got, you've got Carlson hurdle and my team <laughs> and they're not, and they're not winning at all. So yeah. like at that point, you know, again, that they're not winning. So I mean, kudos for them for at least not doubling down and being like, all right, well, we have hurdles. Let's keep Meyer and Carlson and try and make this work. And, you know, at least reversing course a little bit, even though that, that one move doesn't seem to fit with the rest. It does seem, I think it's also possible in an alternate universe that if the Sharks record had been as good as they played at times last year, like, where, mm -hmm. I mean, there was the whole, like, well, they're playing pretty mm -hmm. well, but they keep Fair. losing these games and weird. Like if they had, if they had sort of just like, I don't know if they would have done like a mass sell-off necessarily um, sure. in Greer's first year. If, uh, if they had the goaltending that they have this year, last year. Yeah, or um, the year before. Yeah, the, the record would <laughs> yeah. look uh, probably a bit different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or even better than before, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's an interesting point. And so, yeah, so I, 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 that's that's the one that like 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 you mentioned, uh, inflection point uh, between a uh, hurdle and Meyer, and you wonder what was sort of uh, going on up upstairs uh, at that particular moment. But uh, anyway, though, uh, you mentioned though your opinion though twenty thirty, um, twenty thirty. Sorry, I gotta. Sorry about that. Uh, twenty thirty, uh, that things look uh, look look uh, better uh, for the sharks, and so just in general, just just to leave, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll leave you right here. Um, just your general thoughts on where the where the sharks are, well, your confidence level in uh, Mike Greer and in a uh, David Quinn at this moment. I'm gonna give you one of those athletic uh, fan surveys right now. So <laughs> yeah, you're right, right. All thirty two. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think, uh, I, 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 I think there's like this thing in the NHL where um, a new GM takes over and you've got to like kind of uh, renovate things. Another R word. Um, uh -huh. And so, like, I think he's still in the, he's kind of still <laughs> in the, in the tear it down, uh, you know, phase of the, of the, um, you know, rebuild or remodel or whatever. And so, I, I think that part is always, that part is always the easiest. You're always selling hope. Like there's, not, I mean, unless you really, really make a bad trade or you just don't do like the sell-off trades the right way or whatever, like that most of the time fans are going to be pretty hopeful. Like it, you know, Sharks fans didn't love the team of the return for the Timo trade on the day it happened. They'd probably like it a little bit better today, I would think. Just you know, for sure. Um, and so, um, but it, but in general, I, I just think that it's like this is the this is the easier part of the of the task. And then it's when you get to the end and then you have to start going back up is when it gets much harder. Ask the people in Buffalo or Ottawa or, you know, Edmonton sure. for a decade or Fair whatever point. it was. Um, so, but I do, th I mean, I think that generally speaking, the things that you can take away from Mike's tenure so far is that they're really, they're pretty good at finding guys on the margins, like the supplementary, like just, yeah. you know, look at like Mikey Essiamont and, or even, or even just, you know, getting—I mean, getting Mike Michael Granlin in that trade 
and everyone would be like, oh my God, he was terrible. Like what, why would they want, or why, why would you want him other than just to fill up the salaries? And he's, I think he's been a pretty decent player for them this year and they might even mm -hmm. be able to flip he him into a, an, another draft pick at some point. So I, I do think that they're, they've done a pretty good job of like, you know, like, again, this is another thing. It's like um, the hardest, the hardest thing to do is to find the the top of the lineup, like superstars. Yeah. The easiest thing to mm -hmm. do in the NHL is to find like value in third and fourth line wingers and the depth defense guys, but not everybody can do it. Like it, it's, it's the, um, so like, I think they've done a pretty good job with that. I think people really liked their draft this past year. Um, even beyond like Will Smith, I think, um, you know, they've, they've, you know, the, the, the prospect pool looks significantly different slash better than it did, you know, a year ago or especially two years ago. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> did you go to the Barracuda like, I mean, games at SAP Center with uh, Yoko yeah. Blickfeld and <laughs> yeah, right? No, uh, the good I old mean, days. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I mean, so look, I do, I think, you know, I have no, you know, I have no idea if it's going to take, you know, one more year or three more years. Um, I don't know. You know, I think, you know, I, I, I think they're probably going to be patient with David, like I, like, because he, David Quinn, because like, they know that he, they don't have, you know, they don't have, he doesn't have the horses right now. So like they're, it's like all about the culture and habits and all those things. And so, um, you know, like I said, I, you know, coaches, coaching in the NHL is weird. It, it's very, it's pretty rare for a guy like Jared Bednar in Denver to go from like the coach of the 48 point team to the Stanley cup champion. Like, oh, sure. Usually, sure. usually there's a different coach by the end, by the end of the, when you reach the rainbow at the end of the, the end of the rainbow or whatever, and you win, like there's usually a different coach. So I don't know. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that like David Quinn is definitely going to be the coach, you know, in three or four years. But I think that Mike Greer has got them going in a direction that's better than they were two years ago. And, you know, I think they're, they're the odds of them being a playoff team in two or three years and being a really good team in four or five years are better now than they were before. And if they add Macklin Celebrini in a few right, months, well, it'll look very different. That's the elephant in the room is we need right. superstar talent, like you mentioned. The, we're getting the Kalen Addison's, the Ty Ambersons, the third, fourth line wingers and stuff like that. But we need that superstar um, in San Jose. So how does Mike Greer find it? I think that's going to be the next question. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I think, you know. But... <clears throat> oh, go ahead, Jake. Oh, actually, I was going to ask you one thing uh, that I, I just sort of thought of because I think, I, I think that uh, I think that uh, uh, you were already uh, left the athletic or already when the Eric Carlson trade happened. So uh, yeah. yeah, just just you just had sort of the last like, uh, uh, what did you think of, of everything that happened in, in in that in that move? I guess, and we'll and I'll, I'll leave you with there unless Keegan has anything else for you. Yeah. So. <laughs> No, uh, it was interesting. Um, I did. I, it was, it was like kind of like weirdly ironic to me, and almost like that I left San Jose and they, the Sharks drafted a kid who grew up like a thousand feet from my dad's house in Western Pennsylvania, and like oh. played at the same rink that I walked by or, or whatever. Um, and yeah. then also they traded, you know, Eric Carlson to Pittsburgh. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I mean, I think it was, uh, you know, it was one of those. It was kind of like the Burns deal, and that like. You know, he they were they were basically like going to let him say when he was ready to go. And when he was ready to go, they kind of knew all along that the options were going to be limited. Like with Burns, it was, you know, there was like certain stipulations that he was only going to go to one of one of a couple teams. Right. And then with with Carlson, it was the contract sure. was, you know, was, you know, was going to 
he could he could say he'd go to any team, but there was only two or three or four teams that, at most that were going to be able to try to make that work. So I think they got you know they got a little bit lucky in that like you know it was the first year GM in Pittsburgh and Kyle Dubas is known as like a I kind of feel like Kyle Dubas is almost like the the heir to the Doug Wilson like big game hunter uh, yeah. always going after the big name throne that they used to be Doug's thing now it's now it's Dubas's thing. Uh, so you know, look, and Doug, I, Doug, uh, Doug advises him too now. There. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Not, not, uh, not unsurprising here. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you know it, that that was one that it was like, look, you know, the chances of them winning the press conference in that trade were, you know, one percent, two percent, maybe. Um, but you know, I and it, it, I to me, it's always I, I felt the same way about the Timo trade. You trade for five pieces in the Timo trade instead of one because. Well, maybe the one that you wanted, they wouldn't give you. But the other thing is the reason why you pivot the five pieces instead of one is you turn two of those pieces into more things. And, and it just kind of becomes like a spider web of like, oh, we traded Timo Meyer for these five things, but it was actually these nine things as, by the end of it. And so I think that's going to happen, could happen with the Carlson trade where, you know, on the surface, you're like, oh, you know, Jan Ruda and Mikhail Granlin and a couple picks. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I'm still in here. <laughs> um and uh but i yeah sorry good still at the hotel uh so um, yeah but uh yeah no but anyway I, I do think that you know that they'll be able to flip those guys for draft picks and uh and it'll still sort like the cycle will just kind of keep keep spinning so um you know but the biggest thing was that they just you know keeping the longer they kept eric like the more likely they weren't going to get a macklin celebrini or a guy that you know a guy that, you know he could, Having you know, he, Eric was too good for for a team that he needed to finish near the bottom of the standing. So it was it was time for him to go. It was time for them to move him, you know. And I think they they got out of it without taking on any like, you know. Well, I remember I don't know like Shang and I had probably talked about this a few times. Like, who could you trade Eric Carlson for? And the, the ideas were like Carey Price or so Nicholas Backstrom. Yeah. yeah, guys who had these like <laughs> also had like crazy long contracts, but like a little less. And so the fact that they did the deal and didn't take on another nine or eight or ten million dollar salary, that to me was probably the biggest mm-hmm. win, quote unquote win of the whole of the whole deal. Well, it's probably the, the yeah. greatest win uh for the Sharks in the last five years that they were able yeah. to turn. And I give I think David Quinn's not giving enough credit for this. Uh Quinn and Greer, that they were able to turn literally the worst contract in the NHL into a maybe an even value contract or something. <laughs> so yeah, and that's of course Carlson too was a big part of that too with his performance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so take the wins where you can get them. It's not a Stanley Cup, but uh... <laughs> and an extra first round pick. So I mean, that's nothing. Not, not that yep. it might be fifteenth to eighteenth overall, something like that. So that's not bad. I mean, yeah, that's, hey, that's it might be number really eleven. Value. If the Sharks are lucky, they or might 11. have number one, number eleven, and wherever mm-hmm. New Jersey ends up. So. <laughs> no, really lucky. And, and I think at the time, it, it was the same thing for me. I thought it was a win because they didn't retain that much. They didn't take back a bad contract. Um, everything else was superfluous or, you know, extra. And uh, it was good that they got a, a useful player in Grandland right now, too. So anyway, Corey, we got to get you out of here before you get kicked out of this hotel room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> talking about anyway, the sharks well. to the end so you gotta gotta, gotta mm-hmm. love that so anyway we know that uh, uh corey thank you so much we know everybody uh, misses you here uh, wishes that uh, uh you were still here uh, covering the sharks so hopefully uh they uh they enjoy this this sort of your your return back to the sharks and you're welcome back anytime to talk uh, more sharks yeah for sure thanks for having me guys i uh yeah. i mean i definitely miss living in san jose and like Den- denver's been great um, it's probably about as good of a landing spot as I could have ever hoped for or sure. even better. 
but like I just I've, I've realized that like well I've been on the road for the past few days but just before this it was starting to get cold and snowy in Denver and I'm like <laughs> I, it's very it's beautiful there I love it but the clothes the clothes that you have to buy to live in Denver are more expensive than the clothes you have to buy to live in San Jose so that's mm -hmm. one thing that's quote <laughs> that's one thing that is more expensive about living in the Rocky Mountains than than living in in the Bay Area so but uh, yeah no, I mean, for sweaters uh, for you <laughs> yeah right uh, it's, it's been uh it's been good but uh, I do miss it and uh I'll definitely be looking forward to coming back again soon at some point. I uh, don't don't lie. The number one thing you miss is Rosario's. I just had that yesterday, so that was oh, a, yeah. oh, or he's a various spot that he, he turned me on to. So yeah, <laughs> I had uh, I, my thing is the surf and turf burrito. So oh my god, that thing is uh that's it's incredible. Yeah, I miss uh yeah that's I mean that was in my neighborhood and like when, after I like kind of got to know Joe, the guy who owns the place, I was like that was when I really started to feel like man, this feels like home. Like I'm like, I'm like making friends in my neighborhood and like, I know people who like own businesses and like, so yeah, that's, um, I will, uh, whenever we, whenever we were in San Jose at the beginning of the year, that was my first got dropped my stuff off at the hotel and started walking towards Rosario's. So. <laughs> All right, Corey, All right, well, anything thank else? Thank you again, um, Corey. So <laughs> yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for having me guys. Really appreciate it.